Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello. Hello. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. I am Alex and this is podcast number 80, so only 20 to go before we are 100 years old. Well done, us. Um, I am joined this week by Tom Butler. Hello. Martin Robinson. Hello. Chris Tilly. Hi. And Stuart Reed. Hello. Hello, everyone. This week we're going to be talking about Kapow, which happens at the weekend, looking at the games and films that are coming out shortly, but first, the news. And Martin, EA has a Call of Duty in its sights. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just some... Battlefield 3 um, Hot Air, I believe, is the best way to call it. Bravo-voo, It is, it is, is a brouhaha is brewing in the first-person shooter space. EA's John Riticello has said that Battlefield 3 is designed to take Call of Duty down, and there seems to be a lot of talk at EA about how they really want to take take down Battlefield 3. Bizarrely, it's not shared by... Dice. I spoke to Patrick Bark yesterday of Dice yeah. uh, about Battlefield Three, and he's um said he's getting actually quite annoyed about the comparisons between the two. Really? Because yeah, they they, they don't want they don't want to, they don't want the two to be compared. They are just designing Battle Three Battlefield Three to be its own game. Of course, yeah. EA want to become the number one. Well, of course, first yeah. person shooter. He's just beat Johnny Big Balls, isn't he? Yeah, in front of uh, in front of his school pals. <laughs> <laughs> Battlefield Three does look incredible. It does look great. Uh, and obviously, the, uh, e, uh, sorry, Activision haven't shown anything of the new Call of Duty, but pff, I know which one that I'm more looking forward to playing. Well, tell you because I think well, last year uh, Battlefield Bad Company Two was the better first-person shooter. Yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah, I think I'm not sure if it's backed up by Metacritic, but certainly in my in my view, uh, why was, do you think uh, it's better? The multiplayer was much better. It was just uh, you'd like the single player. That I thought the single player was great. So yeah. In what, what? But why though? I mean, what's well, what's it got that 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 Cod doesn't have. Uh, it's multiplayer is objective based multiplayer, which works really well. And so also, the thing it's big. It didn't big take goes. itself too seriously either. That's mm. the thing with Call of Duty is it took itself so seriously. Mm. It's back of the box feature that uh, it's it's got, which uh, no one else has got his destructibility as well, and you can just rip down walls yeah. with with uh, guns, which is. But yeah, it's just fun. Quite a cool and, and also, uh, I know this is kind of small thing, but the audio in it, some of the best audio I've heard in a video game. Because COD to me always feels really very much like it's on rails. Oh, it's a shooting gallery. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, uh, that's is exactly it. Bad Company slightly different than that. Uh, bad Company single player is a shooting gallery and Battlefield 3's uh, single player would also be a shooting gallery. But it's Looks good not, though, doesn't it? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a very, it's very pretty amazing. shooting gallery. It, do, I mean, it does sound amazing from the trailers as well. That mm. was one thing that really struck me on that. Yeah. It's uh, HDR audio, which uh, DICE pioneered. High dynamic range. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh, brilliant. What's that, that mean? But that's it. But EA obviously tried to take down Call of Duty last year with Medal of Honor, but then got shot in the face. So, but <laughs> uh-huh. I think they've got a much better chance this time. Yeah, well, I I, I hope so because it would be nice to see quality win out. And I and think... boy, you never know. I, I you never know. Maybe the next Call of Duty will be amazing. Um, it's Modern Warfare Three, right? That's the perhaps perhaps not because there's been some legal wranglings where yeah. um. Weston Zampella, who uh, created Call of Duty and now at EA, have um, 
claiming rights to the Modern Warfare name. Mm. Saying it's theirs, because you won't be able to use it. Have they ever done a, an old Warfare where you use blunderbusses? Would you play that? Yeah. <laughs> I think you're probably the only one. Oh. Well, like running around What's with the first back of first person <laughs> <laughs> What is the oldest first person shooter? How far back they go? Obviously, you've got uh, Call of Juarez and stuff like that. I mean, or Turok. Is Turok what, Does it. Do you. So, does swinging a sword count as a shooter or is that a first person that's a, swinger? That's first a person swinger, yeah. All right. First person oh, swinger, I don't understand that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have no idea. Readers, if you can tell us what the very if first, really or, care. the, 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 the oldest first-person shooter ever is, then drop us a line, IGN UK feedback. IGN. I'm not talking com. oldest as in like, uh, no, that's no, 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 that would be awful. And we're talking terms, real setting. world setting yeah. rather than sort of a bow and arrow type oblivion game, right? Uh, uh, with some sort of grounding in history, are we saying then? When was Haxon set? Was it Haxon? Haxon, that, uh, what, uh, it was a mid-90s Early nineties first person duo. Oh, Hexen. Hexen, that's it. I don't know. This kind is of the medieval most in style. Yeah, I've exactly. Ever had. Right, let's move on, Chris. Uh, let's spice it up with some movie news. Yeah, well, it's all gone a bit quiet on the Wolverine front. Um, two months ago, Darren Aronofsky walked from the project, saying he'd miss his family if he made it. So is that really is <laughs> an excuse. Yeah, it's it's a terrible excuse. Um, he's got little kids, is not he? Oh. That he had with Rachel. Which doesn't, doesn't mean her though, because she's walked, doesn't she? No. So, um, yeah, and obviously, uh, it was going to shoot in Japan, and obviously, things have happened in Japan since then. So, um, it all went quiet on that front. But now they're looking at two directors to take over the job. One is David Slade, who did Hard Candy and Thirty Days of Night, mm-hmm. and the other is Duncan Jones, who did Moon and Source Code. Mm. Who did Moon? <laughs> Would What's you want that? S- I dis Moon you. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like if you pulled a Mooney, but you were from medieval times. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Still thinking about your highness from last night, I think. Right. And do they do plenty of moons? Probably, yeah. Um, Natalie Portman in her thong. Yeah. How anyway, sorry. So going back to Wolverine. <laughs> Out of those two, which one uh, would you prefer to sort of see in the director's chair? I don't know. I don't know what to say. Why? Um, quite like to see David Slade. He's a good horror director. Right. He, he did 30 Days a Night. Yeah, and yeah. He did one of the, the, the better Twilight movies, But Duncan apparently. seems to know what he's doing. I would, if only he was coming to Capel, we could ask him at the weekend whether he'd do yeah, the Wolverine that's or not. That's a good idea. If only he was. Oh, he is. He oh. is. Well, there you go. We can ask him on stage. What do, what, would you, what do you think, Stu? Which one of those guys would you like to see do the Wolverine? I don't. I, I, I want to see Duncan do, do his own movies. I don't want him to be a director for hire again. I want to see him go off and do his special things that he does. So I, I think I'd, I'd choose Mr. Slade. Mm-hmm. Can we, um, at Capel, can we get him to do like really outrageous things, like a Duncan Dares section? <laughs> He's not a very outrageous person. No. No. Didn't that used to be on Blue Peter or something? Yes, yeah, Peter Duncan used to do Dares. So now we're going to get Duncan well, Jones. Well, what to do I will dares. be trying to get him to do is the Dirt <laughs> 2 Dirt 3 challenge. Well done. You'll <laughs> enjoy that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. so uh, I, I, I agree with Stuart, actually. I don't. I, he's, cause he's, Duncan Jones does seem to have quite a lot of films lined up as well. He's got the Moon. Sequel, prequel thing he's doing, and that Blade Runner inspired film as well. Yeah. So I just I'd I'd much rather see those than a, than him do a Wolverine film. Yeah. He's got a super secret sci-fi as well, which is going to be very cool if it comes off. Ooh. You can't which hopefully, us, well, hopefully he's going to give us the exclusive when he's ready to uh, cool. when he's got it lined up. But that sounds very cool. Can you mime it? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that does that, sound exciting. That doesn't, like a, that doesn't like a sci-fi to me. Chris, you sound a bit like Tom Waits today. Oh, yeah, no. sorry, sorry, listeners, if I'm sounding a bit 
rub, rubbish. I'm a bit ill. A bit rubbery. Enough of that, though. Commodore 64. Yeah, it's back, back, back! Exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Great. Well... The, the form factor of it is back anyway. It's been 30 oh. years since... Uh, I was going to say, have any of our listeners heard of the Commodore 64? The Commodore 64 w- was released about 30 years ago. So, uh, yes, I did have one. Yeah. Actually, I had its forerunner, I had the VIC-20. But the Commodore 64 is probably the most successful kind of non-IBM PC uh, home computer that was ever released. I mean, you know, millions of these things were sold because it was so cheap and so powerful and there were some brilliant games available for it but it's coming out later this year or rather but they've taken the kind of form factor of the case the look of the case and the design of the case and they've basically put a pc inside it, a modern pc oh so it's not really a commodore 64 At it's all. a pc that looks like a commodore 64 right. well done everybody why was you on that uh is it for retro chic yeah, I guess it is. I mean, you, you, you'll be able to kind of have a fairly good spec PC inside it. Yeah. They're, they're touting the price range from $250 to £895. Uh, sorry, $895, which probably be about the same in pounds, actually, yes. won't it? Yeah. It normally is. Uh, so you can get a dual-core processor, decent GPU, loads of memory, uh, a Blu-ray drive. So I'm not quite sure where they're going to stick that, because no. obviously the original didn't have any kind of optical format. No, it didn't. I think it just operated on tapes, That's right, it? it was tape, cassette tapes, yeah. although there was actually a disk drive available for it, which yeah, took, I believe, eight-inch floppies. <laughs> Make your own gag yes, here. Exactly, so if yeah. you fancy, if you're in the market for a, for a PC that looks a bit different from your normal beige box, uh, yeah. then that could be something to look out for. I'm and hoping even funnier is you could probably run a Commodore 64 emulator on it. I think it, you probably could. And what would be the point of that? I think it'd be awesome if the next Xbox looked like a Spectrum or something like that. That'd be cool. Oh, yeah. Rubbery, rubbery grey keys. Yeah. Lovely oh, grey keys. Don't do rubbery. any jokes there, Tom. Oh, sorry. I d- I w- yeah, I wasn't listening. Um, <laughs> I was thinking about the Amiga because I heard that there was also the Amiga was planning to come back or it had been bubbling under to come back for quite a long time. So it still operates as a company, right? Yeah, it does. There's, well, there's, it's kind of split into two. There's a company that owns like the, the trademark to Amiga, but there's another company that owns the old operating system to the Amiga and they're They've kind of been battling for years about who really owns the intellectual mm. rights to it. But meantime, there's still this bunch of, of kind of hardcore Amiga rights that, that have updated the operating system, that continue to make hardware for it and all sorts. Because that was an awesome machine, the, the Amiga. Yeah, but again, why? Why bother? Why right now? Because I guess because some people don't want a Windows PC and some, people's don't want, some people don't want an, an Apple computer. Right. They want, These they want people to to have beards, I imagine. Martin? What? <laughs> what does that mean? Are you talking about like, like, kind of like Linux kind of stuff? Well, not even Linux. Cause well, Karen, what was the Amiga operating system called? Oh, man. Oh, you've got the well, I remember there. the ST one was called TOS. Yeah, it was, yeah. Tramiel operating system. Yeah. But I can't remember. Gem? No, it wasn't Gem, because that was the... Uh, that was the ST, I can't remember. No. Readers, if you can remember what the what the <laughs> Amiga operating system is, write in, Jules. Mm. IGN UK feedback <laughs> at IGN.com. <laughs> Uh, right, back to you, Chris. And uh, oh, some more people are back. <laughs> what an exciting thing to be writing in about. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'll get everyone into a feature next week. <laughs> um, I've got some Bill and Ted news. It looks like Bill and Ted sequel's really going to happen. And oh, that's weird. No way. What's the Amiga just, just hang on a minute before we move on. There's some breaking news. Uh, I did this just in. Uh, it was called Amiga OS. Oh, oh right. Boring. Yeah. Right, get on with the movie news. I knew that's what he was going to do. Bill and um, Ted. Yeah. It looks like it's going to happen, which I didn't really believe was going to happen. But With with whom in it? With the two of them in it as old men, I think. Um, they're six, ways away, six weeks away from a finished draft of it. It's going to follow on from um, Bill and Ted's bogus journey. So uh, the boys were supposed to be writing the song that saves the world, but when we meet them in the film, it hasn't happened yet. So they've, 
Apparently they're possessed by trying to do that and they have to travel back in time for some reason to make it happen. God, it this awful. is a sequel we don't need to see. Yeah. No. It's like they might as well just make Ferris Bueller 2 because it's going to be just as much point to it. I'd mm. watch that. I've never seen a Bill and Ted film. Have you not? No. Really? Yeah. First one's brilliant one. Second one's a bit weird. But it's got the robot Bill, Bill and Ted's which I always enjoy. The robot, robot Bill and Ted's, yeah. And Death. And that's good. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Grim Reaper's good. Yeah, yeah. You should check them out, Martin. I should give them a shot. Sounds a bit like that. What was that? Um, it sounds a bit like a Tenacious D film. Gold, oh God! Oh uh, yeah, that wasn't very good. Yeah, I can't remember. That well, it had called. Jack Black in it. It's not going to be very good. No, you're you're right though. Yeah, we don't need to see the sequel. Although I'd quite like to watch it. Yeah, they were funny films. They're okay, but they're off their time, aren't they? There's, 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 yeah. there's no don't point need to see that. I guess now. it'd be like doing another Wayne's World, wouldn't oh, it? Oh, imagine. Mm. Wasn't there a Bill and Ted game? Uh, oh god, ages ago, yeah, probably, probably on the Commodore sixty four or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, but yeah, um, but so obviously, no one wants to see that film. But who wants to see a GTA movie? Yes, no, no. Well, you, you're not going to. So um, I was trying to build that up. Then <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um, uh, Dan Hauser, who's the uh, vice president of creative at Rockstar, uh, has been talking to. You can't say it like that. They'll sue. Why? You no, say no, it probably right. Uh, he spoke to the Hollywood Reporter and said uh, the reason they haven't made uh, GTA or Red Dead Redemption movies is because currently all movies made from games are rubbish. Um, which I think it was a bit of a kind of cop out. Surely the challenge would probably disagree, wouldn't he? Sorry, say again. Yui Bowl would probably disagree. Yui Bowl. Yeah. Yui. Yui. Yui Bowl. Really upsets him. Call him Yui. But I think that's a cop out because surely. You know they've gone and made great games. The challenge should be to make a great movie. Why bother if they're a great game already and they're cinematic? Why make it into a film? They do set their standards high, I guess, in terms of game making. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. They, so it could only it could only ever damage the brand if they did yeah. that. I think that's true, um, and also because they're so protective over the, the kind of direction and uh, everything they do in there. And I don't think that they'd be able to do it in-house. They'd have to partner with someone. Um, but anyway, he does say, you know, maybe Rockstar will make movies one day with the right property and the right partnership, but currently they don't have the time to do that. There's already been a Grand Theft Auto film. I've never watched it. That's what 70s of, one. Yeah. Is, is that, that is what that, GTA is actually kind of based on? I've never, I, I've never actually, I've never watched it, so I've never, I don't know what the similarities are, if there are any. He also says that uh, the reason for making movies from games should be if the uh, intellectual property is correct rather than just as an exercise in making money. Which kind of makes sense. Mm. But so many people do it the other way around. That's very true. I mean, well, we've got Uncharted to come, haven't we? On the big screen. Yeah. yeah. See what happens there. And maybe Dead Island. Dan Howes yeah. once spat some grapes at me. That's my claim to fame. Why? Why? He was eating grapes and talking at the same time. Right. And one of them landed on me. What? Like a whole you? grape? Or just bits of, bit grape? of grape? I just think it never told you that before. That's an exclusive. If he was popping whole grapes into his mouth and gobbing them at you because he thought your <laughs> question was so rubbish, <laughs> and you were just there trying to continue the interview with <laughs> bits of like, seeds hanging off your face. Do you know what? That's, oh. just, that's just reminded me of a horrible incident when I was about seven years old. I was in the playground at school, and this guy was next to me. Uh, I think we were kind of just kicking a ball around, and he just breathed out of his nose really hard, and a bogey flew out and landed on my hand. <laughs> It's fucking traumatised me. I've just remembered that. It's and that me reminds me again. of a time when I was uh, about eight years old. I went around my friend's house. My friend's house was horrible. It really stank. Like, it was the kind of house where <laughs> the, there was two little kids running around. The, one of the kids would shit in the carpet. The dog would come and eat it afterwards. <laughs> oh <my laughs> it was, God. That, that was not there. And then I was having dinner around there once. And um, this one of the, this little two-year-old kid just started putting peas up its nose and then, and then snotting them out. 
I've then, I've then eaten them afterwards, and no one, no one objected. And, and this I was, is your like, friend's I house. Eat, I didn't eat peas for about ten years afterwards. Why would you go around there to eat anyway if it was such a shithole? That really stank as well. What did I it smell of? Two showers after I left. My God. What did it smell of? Uh, there was a there was a guy who I used to be friends with, and we used to go around, but he used to have like Alsatians, and it used to stink really heavily of biscuits for some yeah. reason. <laughs> like, like, like a dog, dog pissy biscuits, biscuits yeah. yeah. And it was it was just oh, it was powerful. It was very it was very like a really it's a really strong mix of dog crotch and halitosis. Yeah, I think I think any dog smells worse than an old Labrador. They really stink. Wet dogs smell. Wet dogs. Yeah, yeah old Labradors though. They have that. Yeah. They kind of look like they might almost be like sloths because the 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 hair it gets all matted manky and manky. Yeah. yeah, stinky dogs. Readers, tell us about the stinkiest house you've ever visited. <laughs> they, in Lincolnshire, we called them stegs. People stags. who had smelly houses, they were really? stegs. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Last bit of news from you, Tom. Yeah, we don't really cover radio news, but um, I was really excited about this, and I know a couple of other people in the room were. But Adam and Joe are back. On the radio. On BBC Six Music on yeah. Saturday mornings. So um, their podcast is also very good. It doesn't compete against ours directly. Not, so yeah. feel free to go out and download it. Who's, who's, uh, who's in Black Squadron here? Anyone? No. Yeah. So, wow. yeah. Are you? Yeah. So, but I just think it's... that Listening to it again this Saturday, I just think they're, about the, but they're a national treasure. They're yeah, an institution now. I like their... Um, the Rebecca Black spoof they did. <laughs> really, really, really funny. If only Joe Cornish was coming down to Kapow. Yeah. Oh, he is. Oh, he is. Oh. <laughs> what time are they on the radio, by the way? Uh, they are on uh, from, I think, about nine in the morning on a Saturday. It's either nine or ten. Well, you should know. Come right. on. There you go. That's that's tricky because Danny Baker's coming back in a couple of weeks to Five Live. And he's going to be on the same time. Yeah, but he's a horrible human being. Whereas like they're quite Danny nice Baker. people. How is Danny Baker a horrible human being? He's one of the greatest broadcasters this country's ever produced. He disgusts me. Why? Oh, he just did. He once sent me a nasty letter, actually. Did he? Yeah. When I said when he was... I went to a Q&A for The Simpsons a little while ago, and he was the, the compare. And I wrote my piece up for Time Out saying, you know, it was great, but I wish Danny Baker had spoken a little less and Matt Groening speak a little more, because we were there to see Matt Groening, really. And he sent me the angriest, angriest email... Which I always thought was hilarious for someone who makes a career out of slagging other people off on the radio to be that angry when I just said something quite gently about him. Mm. But no, I'll never forgive him for that, that, that thing he did on the radio where he gave out that referee's um, home address and encouraged people to go around and That's shout really, abuse at him. That's pretty bad. Yeah, I just thought it was pathetic. So yeah, that's Adam and Joe. But um, yeah, you should tune in and listen to that. Listen to the podcast as well. It's really good. Like I said, we'll be speaking to Joe Cornish about his new movie, Attack the Block at Kapow. So check that out on the site. And uh, yeah, it got me thinking because they have Black Squadron, which is their their, their loyal listeners who listen to the from the start of the show. Yeah. yeah. And maybe we should, we need to recruit our listeners to people who get it first to uh, get them ahead and doing things for us to start off with. How do we do that though? Well. Funnily, you should ask, <laughs> because our super keen fans who will listen to this as soon as it goes up, whenever it goes up, yeah, who also might be coming to Kapow over the weekend, and we're recording a podcast on Sunday. We are. So if you've listened to this and you're coming to Kapow, then when we're recording our podcast, make us a little sign. Make us a look like, like you're at wrestling. Make us a little sign, and we may pick you out go of the Tom. audience. Well, not go Tom. More... <laughs> Stew three three sixteen or something like that. Could, could it be a bit like Do the what? one that was at WrestleMania what last was week? WrestleMania. Um, someone sent me the email. Someone at the front had a sign saying "Youth, youth Hostling with Chris Eubank." <laughs> oh, yeah, that was bizarre, wasn't it? What was that? <laughs> I saw someone tweeted that. Uh, Amanda Inucci tweeted it. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, it's partridges, man. Yeah, 
Yeah. So if any, if anyone, if if there's any IGN UKisms, maybe that we've. Yeah, any of them. Certainly. Yeah. Given out in the past. But yeah, that's what I want. That's uh, for the people who've listened to this and the people who are coming to Kapow. You're the hardcore. If you come the down, super fan. You are the super fans. Come down, make your signs, make yourself known, and we will find you and give you stuff. Look yeah, forward to the angels. Sorry. Look forward to seeing the angels. We'll see you on Saturday. <laughs> are we going to make them do things? Yes, then there may be some sort of fan challenges yeah. that we can set, uh, but we are really looking for the hardcore, so you need to prove your worth. And we will get something in return. A little hand job from Martin. What? No, if, no I was thinking a, a t-shirt. A oh, t-shirt. Okay, yeah. Okay. But there you go, that's our Black Squadron. We also need a name for the Black Squadron as well. Yeah. How about the, the Fun Chums? IGN's Fun Chums. IGN's Fun Chums. Okay. Yeah. No, we'll think we'll think on that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so anyway, let's talk about Kapow for a moment. So um takes place what well, starts on Saturday. Um tickets are sold out. Lots yeah, tickets are sold out already, but there's loads of stuff happening. Um Chris, tell us tell our listeners about some of the cool things that you're doing. Some of the cool things I'm doing is mainly the movie stuff, obviously. Um I am doing a panel um on uh, with Momentum movies which is involves a movie called Insidious which is a cool little horror film from the guys that made Saw and The Woman in Black which is um an adaptation of the book and the play it's got Harry starring, Potter in it starring Daniel Radcliffe indeed uh, we're going to be premiering the uh, teaser trailer at the event and on the site at the same time so that's quite exciting is Potter going to be down there? no he's Ooh. he's on Broadway at the moment oh is he? Um, getting his yeah. knob out again <laughs> Jesus, Tom. <laughs> I don't. I don't think he does in this play, does he? Right. I don't, that's what I'm asking. Yeah. I don't think he, he does it in everything that he does. Isn't right. It, isn't, that's isn't not what I Succeeding business not really trying. Is that what he's in? Broadway? I have no idea, actually. I heard he just walks around the Harry Potter set, going, "Look at my magic wand," <laughs> with it whistling in the wind. <laughs> Tom, what's <laughs> happened to you? Are you on crack, Tom? I've been up since six a.m. Yeah, but still, it shouldn't affect you that much. <laughs> my God. Um, what else have we did? Uh, the Attack the Block panel on Saturday afternoon now. should be good fun because that film's awesome. Um, and also we've got Duncan Jones coming on on Saturday for a little chat about all things... Mr. Moonman. Source code. Yeah, that's sort of Saturday <laughs> lunchtime in the IGN arena. So those are the big movie things I'm covering as well as the Thor panel, which we've talked about many times. Oh. You've got some secret things that might be happening as well, which I guess you can't talk about. Yeah, hopefully we're going to have a comedy person there, but we will, we've will. got to wait and see about that. And yeah, all, all through the weekend in the IGN Arena, we're going to have the, the, the stars around coming down for little 10-minute interviews. So um, look out for that. Tom, what, what are you doing? You've got some panels you're going to, haven't you? Yeah, a couple of panels I'll be down and visiting. So um, I know I'm going to be doing a, a panel with uh, Frank Quitely, the comic book artist, which I'm really excited about. I love his work, yeah. so that's that's going to be really cool. I'm doing a little Attack the Block uh, Q&A on the IGN stage as well. I am covering uh, a Marvel panel, going to Jonathan Ross's game show, to the Stan Lee Awards, um, and also it looks like I might be going to the VIP drinks. With a Absolutely. lady. Yeah. Check you out. <laughs> lady. The lady. Uh, the Marvel panel sounds like it's going to be interesting. The one about breaking into comics. They've got they've got all the top brass coming over from Marvel. So, yeah, I think the plan is for us to write up the uh, top five tips from uh, those guys to how to get into the comics industry. So, that's very exciting. What we're, about game stuff? What's happening? We have a ton stuff? of game stuff going on. So, like, running it throughout the two days, we've got a Dirt 3 challenge. So, if you can come along... Um, there will be a time set by one of the developers on uh, one of the stages. If you can beat that time, you will win uh, an IGN t-shirt on the spot. If you get the fastest time on Saturday and and on Sunday, you'll win an extra special prize. So that's cool. Uh, And then, Martin, you're seeing some pretty cool stuff as well, aren't you? Yes, I have um, got... We've got Tetsuya Mizuguchi coming down. Tetsuya Mizuguchi! That is racist. Son. 
Why? That's how he says it. <laughs> it was doing the eyes, I think, at the same time. Yeah, that was, that's, that was, that's that's that was the that bit wrong. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Give me a bad rep. Not true. Sorry. But yeah, I've got Tetsuya Mizuguchi, who, uh, if you're not familiar with him, he um, started off at Sega, did Sega Rally um, and Space Channel 5, and then went on to do Res, uh, Luminous, and most recently, uh, Child of Eden, which he's going to be demoing. And we're going to be having a Q and a uh, with him on stage and a signing. So if you've got a tatty old copy of Sega Rally like I have, you can uh, <laughs> just get him to sign your his face and just look a bit confused. Hmm? My bum cheek. Yeah. yeah, one of them. Oh, yeah. Or kiss uh, it. Or, How's his English? Is he um, a good English speaker or is he going to have a translator there? You've met him a few times, I've met you? him. I've only met him once before. Oh. Uh, I'm, I'm not actually sure because he can speak English, but it's quite broken English. Uh, 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 You've been good company then. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Um, but yeah, I think it will be in English uh, when we do the q and I've also got a few panels I'm looking forward to attending. I'm going to be going to the DC Superstars uh, panel and 2000 AD panel, um, partly to see if they're going to leak anything on the respective films uh, based on their properties, which will be quite exciting. Uh, and of course, on the Sunday, we'll be doing uh, the podcast that Tom mentioned earlier. So uh, currently, we're looking to kind of start that on the IGN stage. Shortly after two o'clock, so come along. The plan is to get uh, as many people uh, involved as possible, so it should be fun. And I think we're going to end it with a, a cosplay get together, aren't we? We're all going to dress up as we're going to try and get Dan to dress as uh, Duke Nukem, right? Yeah. Just uh, usual every day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, actually, the thing I'm most intrigued by is that is the Guinness World Record attempt that's happening in the IGN arena. I'm just wondering how that's going to turn out. So, it's quite exciting. Yeah. They've got all these different artists working on it as well because. Um, that's going to make for a really interesting visual comic, I think. Yeah. yeah. So it's two Guinness World Records they're going for. One for the fastest production of a comic, and the second one for the most number of people involved in the production of a comic. Is that right? So it's it's most collaborators, yeah. Right. Through to completion as well, so it'd be pen yeah. and inked and all that kind of... Yeah, jazz. the whole well, lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll produce an actual copy of the of the comic there and then, which I think is also then going to be auctioned, isn't it? For charity, yeah. yeah. I, no, I think they're going to turn it into a run of uh, uh, whoever is overseeing it is going to produce them that they're going to sell. Hmm? No, but I think, yeah, the original, the plan is to auction that for charity and then they'll go off and sell the other one. So, yeah. very exciting. I mean, you know, I, I know it's, you know, I, I think I, I prefer to look at this weekend as, as kapow with IGN. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need to put more exclamation marks after our uh, logo, don't we? We do. Yeah. Can we change the I to an exclamation mark? Yeah. We could, couldn't we? And yeah. the G and the N. And make the N's out of exclamation marks. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. good. Yeah. I like that. Like, we'd definitely get noticed then, wouldn't we? Well, yeah. Yeah. Nice. But if you can't make it long to Kapow, you can obviously keep abreast of everything that happens by coming onto the site, because we'll have updates throughout the two days, uh, videos, stories, the lot. Uh, hoping to do a wrap-up um, show on each day as well, so if you miss anything, you'll find it all on the site. So that's very exciting. So, uh, looking further forward, uh, games and movies that are coming out in the next week or so. Uh, we have got, excitingly, we've got Michael Jackson Experience, which uh, isn't country to popular belief uh being dangled out of a window or touched appropriately uh, it is a dancing game. I thought that came out months ago. No, this it's is on the, the Wii. This is on Connect and Move this time now. Yeah. yeah. Right. So Which is exciting. You still get a glove with it. I'm not sure, actually. Because, yeah, that was a part of the special edition. You got the white glove with, yeah. the, um, with the Wii version. That's yeah. quite good. So when you touch things, you don't leave fingerprints. <laughs> Do you think... <laughs> That's what it's there for. Good, I like that. Do you yeah. think they tied in re- the release of the game to the uh, the revealing of the statue at Fulham's football ground? <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe they did, yeah. Yeah, nice little bit of PR there. Yeah. yeah. 
That's a nice statue. That is the worst statue <laughs> I've ever seen. He's got taste, isn't he, Fayed? Mm-hmm. Have you <laughs> seen the one of Dodie and Diana in the Harrods? Yeah. It's gold. Is and it post-car crash? No. Oh, Alex. Sorry. <laughs> That's the <laughs> queen of hearts, Alex. Sorry. <sighs> Candle in the wind. Did you when you heard the news? What, that they're going to erect a statue of <laughs> Michael Jackson? I'm waiting, I'm waiting. Crystal Palace is normally a laughing stock, though, so I'm waiting for us to erect a Gary Glitter one or something. <laughs> yeah. That'll be next. Hanging out the back of some small boy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, he's stripped. <laughs> he's, um, yeah, Dodie's got, like, his shirt open, he's got, like, a six-pack and everything, and Diana's, like, reaching out to him, and there's, like, a dove flying from her hand. Reaching and it's it? gold, and it's in Harrods, yeah. Oh, my God. Good God. Yeah, it's pretty horrific. That is. What we do for lunch, people? I want to go and make a pilgrimage. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to. But there's also apparently another Michael Jackson statue in London. It's a piece of art and someone's had it on their balcony. It's Michael Jackson dangling their baby over it. It's in East London somewhere. Yeah. That's good. So it's not the only Michael Jackson statue you can see in London. But do you remember that massive one? He floated at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When he was the king of pop. Yeah. So, and also we'll have another game coming out next uh, next week, which is Patapon 3. Yes, which uh, I haven't played yet because, Martin, you've lost the charge of the PSP. I blame Sony. Why? Because it, it's the PSP Go and it's got that ridiculous uh, connection on it, which only the PSP Go has. Yeah, but that, that wouldn't be a problem. They didn't lose the charger, did they? Yeah, it was so hard to lost it. I Howard Stringer came around and took off me. I don't think he did. He did. Did he, did he just hold your forehead like that and like you were trying <laughs> to beat him and he just kept on going like that? He's a nasty little man. Do your patapon noise, Alex. Uh, what? Pan, pan, pata, pan. You can play it on this chair as well, right? Good. It's good, isn't it? I don't know if that got picked up. But I don't know, but... It's podcast gold. Yeah, it's podcast <laughs> gold. <laughs> uh, I've, I've righted it wrong, by the way. Um, during our video podcast, uh, there's a huge list of games that Chris and I admitted to have never played. Mm. And I've, I've, uh, I've already righted one of them with Pokemon, yep. which I'm a bit ambivalent about. Mm-hmm. But I have discovered Zelda. Ooh. And it's awesome. Which Zelda? I'm playing Phantom Hourglass on the DS. Nice. Great game. And I'm absolutely loving every second of it. I'm really excited by it. I can't wait to play it. And in fact, the other day, I missed my stop on the tube because I was so engrossed in it. Now, that is an endorsement right there. Yep. Love it. If you haven't, so kids, if you haven't played Zelda, um, do it because you will not regret it. It's great. I posted a thing on Facebook yesterday asking for the games that people have are ashamed to admit they haven't played, and that that did crop up quite a lot. Mm. Zelda, a lot of movies as well. A lot of people haven't seen Star Wars, which surprises me. I, see, I haven't seen Godfather. I saw a lot of people were putting Godfather. Yeah, I've never seen that. Yeah, I only saw Godfather about five or six years ago, and yeah. it got me to thinking because I've never seen The Princess Bride, and oh, so I ordered film. it on uh, DVD yesterday. We're going to watch it around at mine next week. Yes, I think we maybe ought to do a back to back with um, Bill and Ted. That's a good idea. Yeah, we could do that. Because uh, is it the podcast after next is going to be coming live from my house? Pod- yep. Next podcast will be from Kapow. Yeah. The one after that maybe a drunken edition from Stu's house. Yep. The late night edition. Cool. It's like after dark. Hollyoaks Holly after yeah. dark. Yeah. yeah. Someone's going to get bummed. a little bit. Sexy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. What movies coming out, Chris? What movies are coming out? I don't know. Um, Your Highness is coming out. You can just call me Alex. Tom, did you see it? I watched it last night. (laughs) And what did you think? Um, I thought it was better than I I was expecting it to be. Yeah. It's kind of juvenile and silly, but it doesn't have any pretensions to being anything other than that. And it's kind of funny in places. I I thought it was a better action movie than comedy. I thought some of the action was really good in it. 
I just kept thinking of Willow when I was watching it in terms of sort I of it being a, a Willow a fantasy sort of comedy. But um, I like the little magician guy, the little one who touched them up when he was a kid. Yes, he's quite funny. Yes. Yeah, like Paul Daniels, but Natalie <laughs> Portman allegedly. <laughs> allegedly, Paul Daniels. Paul Daniels what? No, I'm distancing myself from that comment. We're gonna have to cut that. No. Nope. Um, <laughs> but I think Natalie Portman, who is obviously fresh from winning an Oscar, it's the worst thing I've ever seen her in. She's oh, she terrible in it. Performances, but she's terrible in it. I like it when she talks about her burning beaver. Yeah. I was not expecting that. Sounds. It does sound pretty rubbish. <laughs> Your it is. Well, your twelve-year-old your 12 self would love it. Yeah. So yeah, that one's coming out. Uh, Red Riding Hood's coming out, which I haven't bothered to see. Really, I heard it's it looked like you can fuck off. I heard it's really so bad. It's <laughs> I heard it's so bad. It's funny. Mm. Is it? It's, it's from the Twilight people, isn't it? Oh lord. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is. It's from the lady that directed Twilight. Amanda Seyfried with her massive eyes. What's that it? brilliant version of Red Riding Hood fable? British one from years Neil ago. Neil Jordan, the Company of Wolves. Company of Wolves. Yeah. That, actually, I say. Brilliant. It wasn't very good either, was it? About it? Did have Angela Lansbury in it. Did you fancy her? Uh, she was fit back in the day. Um, <laughs> and I'm talking the late 90s. Uh, <laughs> Screen 4's coming out, which they I aren't th- screening for critics. I thought Uh-oh. Screen 4 had already come out. So I saw a post the other day. Like, I was convinced there was a Screen 4 like 10 years ago. But what, did they ever get as far as 3? No, they did 5. They missed out 4. <laughs> <Okay>. So <laughs> they're now going back to write that wrong. I like no, the poster. Good. Post is clever, Post is isn't good. it? Yeah. But they've not, I've not seen a lot of anything about it, really. No. I, I don't think many people know that this one's coming. No, and and no, the no. fact that they're not screening it for critics, it's it it, a bit... Wes Craven approved? Yeah, Wes yeah. Craven's directed it. Well, it's the people who wrote the first two who stepped back and didn't do Kev, the third one. They're back. Them, yeah. yeah, they're back to make the fourth one, so... Uh, it could be all right, you know. Well, the thing is, I'm hearing, I'm hearing rumours that it's good. They just don't want the critics to see it, but I know they don't a want people in LA have seen it and said it's really good. But because the thing was with the first ones is they didn't want people to spoil the endings for other people, did they? So maybe, I don't know, is... Is it a bit too optimistic? Do you think that's why they're holding it I back? Just, I just feel like it's going to come and go without people really realising that it's... it's the old cast, isn't it? Nev Campbell's in it. Um, that bird from Friends. Courtney yeah, Cox. Fella. Cox. David Arquette. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. And <laughs> it's also You're got... really good on your names, aren't yeah. you? <laughs> Hayden Panettiere's in it. Um, She's going to get off in the first 10 minutes, I reckon. Definitely. Um, and there's someone quite good being the first person that gets killed. I can't remember who is oh, Easy Avengers. spoiler alert. Yeah. Well, someone always gets killed off in the first five minutes, yeah. don't they? So... It will, but that'll be Hayden Panettiere. Panatella. <laughs> um, and the last film coming out next week is the one I'm most excited about, which is Winnie the Pooh. I actually, you said, uh, I, I don't know much about this, but this is, you say it's actually from the AML and it's yeah. hand drawn. Yeah, I went, I went to this about a year ago now. They were, Disney's a presentation, but yeah, I believe it was from a couple of AA Milne stories that hadn't become movies and they kind of put them together. And they've even got a guy working on the script who worked on the original script. Really old fella over there now. I'm, so, I'm quite excited. Yeah. <laughs> I used to love the the beaver in the in the original oh, ones. Tom. What, was he was a beaver? A beaver? Yeah, and he, or he used to burrow in the ground and no, well maybe he was a mole. mole. I don't know. No, I don't think. But I'm looking forward to that as well. He's a bear. Pinny the worm. Um, yes, I'm seeing that on Monday though, so we should have a review of that up next week. But that's one of these films we're we're getting a month before America, which is good for us. Very nice. For once, make us feel special. So that's it for uh, new games and movies coming out. Uh, let's move on to listener feedback. I've got some feedback from Scott Mackey, uh, who asks about the Xperia Play. Uh, we had our review up earlier this week from the uh, lovely uh, resident nerd. Um, we're all nerds, actually, aren't we? But he's, I think he out nerds all of us, Will Guyatt. Um, and, yeah, it's not a very good gaming machine, the Xperia Play. No. But Scott asks, uh, is it a good phone? 
Well, you can make calls and text on it. Yeah, it's got wicked texting yeah. facilities. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, we should have asked Will really. <laughs> but well, no, I think it's I think it's it's okay. But it's just it's a very competitive landscape. Mm. I and mean, if you're going to use a phone, if you want to, if you want a phone as a phone and nothing else, you're not going to buy an Xperia. No, player, no. The whole point is it's supposed to offer you know good quality gaming on the go, and it's not very good at the so moment. The touchpad things that's a problem. Yeah, I just I just think the OS is just a bit chunky in it as well. Yeah, it's, it's not, not particularly easy it's, it's, it's to use. Or... It doesn't connect to the PlayStation Store, does it? Anyway, uh, you download the games through. Oh, I forget what it's called off the top of my head. You download the games through the phone, right? But it's not called. It's not. And it's not connected it's, to your PSN. No, it's not. Not as far as I remember. Um, I, I, honestly, I can't remember the name of the, the 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 online store. But you download your PSP games. But that's it. You just download PSP. Uh, sorry, PS One games. Um, uh, and they're direct ports of. The originals, so you still have to sit through all the loading times yeah. and all the piracy warnings and stuff like that, which is retarded. They're, they've not been optimised. Uh, yeah, it's, um, it's not very smart. Do, just... I don't understand um, Sony's kind of uh, what, what, what they're thinking of. So they, they've brought this out so you can play old PS1 games, yep. but you've also got like PSP to play PSP games. and yep. It's a mess, and, their NGP strategy, coming. isn't it? Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. And they've got a tablet coming this year as well. I think it's more um, a Sony Ericsson thing. And Rather. the fact that they've got this this brand, and can we use it on a phone to try yeah. and get ahead of the iPhone market? And it just, I don't know. I, th- I think it's a po- like I think I think it's a poorly made decision. But yeah. mm-hmm. what price but, are the games for this thing anyway? Do we know? Uh, I, I must admit, I don't know off the top of my head. But the fact that the handset without a contract is five hundred quid. It's like, <gasps> come on, like why on earth would you buy that? Uh, Scott also asks as well uh, if the Game Changer winners will be coming back for another podcast. Uh, well, they'll be at Kapow yep, this weekend. Yeah, Sunday. And so, uh, yeah, both you and Lydia will be there. Cool. And, uh, yeah, the problem we've got is that Ewan is based up in Scotland, so it's not very really easy for him to pop in for a, uh, a podcast. But, yeah, they'll definitely be around, so look out for them. Hopefully Lydia will be in the podcast. Absolutely. I know that for, for sure, I yeah. think. So that's cool. Uh, I have an email here from George Mikens. He says, hey, guys. With the announcement this week that HP Studios and 505 Games are bringing a Rugby World Cup game to consoles this year, will there be any sort of in-depth coverage as there has been with FIFA? Uh, I don't. There will, we, there will be coverage of it, yeah. of course, uh, because it's a game specifically for our market. So we will be doing uh, coverage of it. Uh, I don't think we're going to go quite as deep in it as we do with FIFA. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, I hate rugby. I don't understand rugby. I've no. never actually. It's actually one of the. I've never even tried to understand rugby. No. I won't be doing the preview. I'll tell you I can what, know, I can you've, you've just upset a lot of people, I reckon, with that statement. Well, this is my it's, personal opinion. I, I'm, I don't really care about rugby either, but the rugby fans are real rugby fans, aren't they? It's kind oh, of that game well where you them. either love it or, you, or you're just not interested. They can go and enjoy rugby. I won't. It's oh. a weird game. They pa- don't pass the ball forward. Like, Chris? Yeah, I think rugby's great. There you go. Rescued. There you go. So, George, <laughs> the answer is yes, but probably we won't be writing it. We'll get I'm someone curious, who knows so about rugby. This is coming rugby. from 505, because I thought EA Sports were doing a, I might be doing a rugby game for the next Rugby World Cup. But I guess that's not happening. No. I don't know. No, 505, got it. Uh, I got an email from Kevin O'Donnell. Uh, just wondering whether any of the IGN UK team has seen the movie Limitless. Took his girlfriend to see it last week, expecting it to be a fairly run-of-the-mill, half-decent film. Thought it was brilliant. He even said he thinks it's better than Inception. They're outlandish claims. I've not seen it. I've not seen it. Chris? Unfortunately, yeah, it screened when I was in the States, so I missed it. It's one I'll catch up with on a plate. Right. Probably. But yeah, we we gave it a strong review. Yeah. Everyone seems to have liked it. But bit, yeah. Bit of Fight Club, bit of Inception, bit of 
But yeah. the fact he's saying it's better than Inception, so we should really check it out. So yeah, we'll check it out. And we'll we'll let you know we'll what we thought. Back. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Uh, Thomas Bruno's emailed us. Listening to your last podcast, I had two moments of shouting. This came from slagging off Dynasty Warriors, then how to train your dragon. As for Dynasty Warriors, I'll concede that the games are pretty rubbish in a lot of ways. Despite this, I'm hooked on them. I think I've played seven and sunk weeks into completing them. Since getting into the games, I've read through the Chinese epic poem upon which the series is based and learnt a lot about the events of that period. That's nice, isn't it? Well, I've got. I did actually. I, I was quite harsh on Dynasty Warriors. I got, I've got a few friends who are really, really into yeah. them. And but you also said that some people, the people who love them, absolutely love them. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you know, we've gone to prove that. So you, uh, Thomas also goes on to ask: Do you guys have any guilty pleasure games? Ones that you play and enjoy, perhaps with a little shame, despite them being poor games or childish or flawed in whatever way? Didn't we do guilty pleasures a while ago? But I don't think I do. I think every game that I like and play is just the best game in the world. So. <laughs> That's pretty simple. You wouldn't play it if it was no. Your kind I of think movie. that's yeah. In the positions, the fortunate position that we're in, uh, and that you don't tend to kind of spend your spare time playing rubbish stuff. Mm. So I feel right. kind of guilty when I drop in a load and playing drop seven at the same time uh, in, in the toilet. Which Why? I do, I Why do you feel guilty? It's feel kind of bad because I end up just spending a lot of time in the toilet playing drop seven. Well, that should be wild if you do that, you know. Poo smears on your screen as well. Yeah. <laughs> I play a little. Do you ever accidentally use the wrong hand to wipe with and use your iPhone instead? I got bored. Of, I got bored with Drop Seven, so I want another toilet game. I want another pooing game. Words with friends. No, you should play Great Little War game. Yeah. What phone have you got? iPhone 3GS. Mm, I think it might only be iPhone 4. I'll have to check. But don't play it on iPad 2. It doesn't work on iPad 2 at all. Because you've got an iPad 2 now, haven't you? Uh, well, it's on loan, yes. It's kind of a permanent loan. Uh, this, this is Apple we're talking about. I don't think so. How, when have you got to give it back, though? A year? No, a month. Um, you've only got it for a month? Yeah, but they you're did... You're miss it, aren't you? They did say that I can extend that loan. Okay. So I'm hoping to. Are you enjoying it, though? Uh, do you know what? I think it's a fairly pointless piece of kit. Yeah, I thought I'd, I've never used an iPad. I just had the first generation iPad, which I borrowed last weekend, and yeah. I thought it was completely useless. If I hadn't, if I didn't have a, an iPhone four, and if the iPad that I've got was on contract, so I could use it on three G, I think it was a lot better. But I don't really use it that much because, you know, my iPhone four does everything that I need it to do. So do you have a laptop at home? Yes, uh, and the iPad uh, for the things I I want to use the laptop for, i.e., like writing stuff or whatever. I just I can't get on with the virtual keyboard. It's just too slow for what I need. So. It's a solution still looking for a problem, isn't it? I think. Mm. Um, Tom Titters writes in uh, saying he got a 3DS on day one, absolutely loves it. But bizarrely, he's only been playing Pokemon Black on it, which seems quite strange. Hey. That is bizarre. Yeah. Uh, he says Pez gets boring easily. I don't think I, I don't think it does. I think if you get involved in the Master League, I think it's incredible. Uh, but he also says um, he was used to be a one-game man uh, and spent 43 days uh, in total on Call of Duty 4. Which is oh tragic. Lord. He's never going to get those days back. Well, yeah, he's he's um, seen the uh, error of his ways, kind of, and uh, sold on sold the game, and sworn at never to play another Call of Duty. That is some that's, crazy that's time. I'd imagine all the the, the the people out there and all the time that people have spent playing yeah. this game, just shooting each other, and what are they getting out of it ultimately? Thrills. Cheap thrills. Yeah. yeah. What would they be doing otherwise, though, Tom? Well, I don't know. Go out. Bit fire kite, build a treehouse, um, read a book. <laughs> Jesus, what kind of era are you from? Flying kites, reading books, and building treehouses. Countryside, Alex. These are the things we well, did. Last time you flew a kite. Well, actually, last summer I flew a kite. Oh, yeah. 
When's so, the last time you built a treehouse? Well, probably not recently. Never? No, we built tree houses when we were kids. That's dangerous. You should, your parents should have done it. I can't send you up there. Get up that know, tree. I don't, I don't know where this is going. It's a hammer and nails. That is dangerous. But it's, it's scary. But I added, uh, Tom Tidders added me on uh, PSN last night. So, mm. yeah, let's as play. An, as an aside, who's going camping this year? I am. <laughs> yeah? I'm going to, um, <laughs> going to Scotland. Are you? Yeah. I thought you were going on that cycling holiday around Wales as well. You're I'm going doing camping. that as well. Yeah, in a big field in Glastonbury. Are you going? Yeah. I didn't know you were booked. I just paid my balance off last night. I need to do mine today, yeah. Yeah. Oh, let's go oh, hang nice. out. Oh, nice. Yeah, I didn't realise you were going either. Maybe we can have an IGM meet and greet at Glastonbury. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. That's a really good idea. If you're going to Glastonbury, let us know by email at ignukfeedback at ign.com. I'd very much like to see our readers have photographic evidence of what you two look like after two days at Glastonbury. <laughs> so. I'm scared about meeting up with Chris after the, being day there for, be awesome. what, for one day. Yeah. Um, I've got an email from Jamie who says, uh, Hi IGN, you talked about racist games in your last podcast. If you ever played Wolfenstein 3D, you'd remember Hitler was the final boss with mm-hmm. machine guns as hands. It was banned in Germany. This should be number one on your list, although they had it coming. Keep up the good work. <laughs> P.S. P.S. I've just seen a bird fly into my window. <laughs> that is funny. Have you ever seen that? Has that ever happened? What, a bird flies into a pigeon window? flies into a well, window. Like a, a woman or a winged. Well, I've what? never seen a woman fly, so let alone into a window. It often leaves an imprint of a bird, so sometimes yeah. you can see that it's happened, but you weren't there. Yeah. And you go outside and there's just a dying pigeon on the floor. Yeah. So Have you ever hilarious. given it like mouth to beak to resurrect it? No, mouth to no. beak uh-huh. yeah. doesn't sound right. That's the worst. So, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen a pigeon hit a window? No, it wasn't. No, just it was. It was less a, a question, more a statement that yeah. Wolfenstein should be number one on our racist. But is that yeah. racist? Having Hitler? I don't as think your... that's racist. I still don't think you can be racist about the Nazis. They weren't very nice people. They were, it also weren't a race. <laughs> oh, no, they <laughs> wanted to be the master mate. race. Yeah, didn't they? Did everybody see Dino D Day on the website? This, yes. um, th- uh, this week. I hope, I hope everyone has had a look at it. Nazis versus dinosaurs. No, even better. It's Nazi dinosaurs. Oh, okay. um, it's, a, it's a new multiplayer shooter that's coming out. Uh, so what shortly. you got like goose goose stepping T Rexes? Am, I, am like I right that? in thinking it's a a Half Life um, mod? Mod. It could, I'm not or sure. Did it, it could start be life as engine, a, yeah. yeah, yeah. It does have a Triceratops, uh, which has been converted into a tank. Right. There's. Oh, I saw a cool bit. Of, is it on the trailer where the guy's punching the T Rex? I'm not sure. Or is that's that an, that an old one? one yeah. yeah. T Rex would be rubbish at punching back because they ain't got no arms. Yeah. Yeah. Probably kick your ass though, wouldn't it? Yeah. Would bite your head off. It would probably fall over. Yeah. I don't. They don't look very well balanced. I thought that house was funny. You feel quite confident about your chances in a fight with T Rex? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So if I had a T-Rex, now I might actually have one. If I had a T-Rex, I'd like, to, I'd see you, it the I'd right like to see you ride around the office on a T-Rex. That'd be awesome. Do you remember Dino Riders? Uh, remember Dino Rod? It was like a kid's cartoon show about the, the people who were living with dinosaurs and they'd ride the dinosaurs around. And, right. yeah, Dino Riders, wicked. But Stu just mentioned the house that looked like Hitler. You see Swansea. a picture of that? Yeah. yeah. Awesome, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know why that made the news. If anybody's got any other buildings that look like uh, look like famous dictators, yeah. or indeed anybody uh, yeah. in, in the news, you've got me thinking about it as well. Do you remember the TV series Dinosaurs, the Jim Henson one? Yep. Yeah. Yes. Did any of you see the last episode? Because I've read about it but never saw it. No, it rings a bell. What happens in it? Apparently, they all get wiped out. It's like a proper like dinosaur holocaust, and 
and that's how they ended this kids show. Really? Yeah. With, with you know, it's the it was the end of the the dinosaurs reign on the on the earth, and that's a very important life lesson. Yeah, but amazing that they did that. But I'm glad I didn't see it. Not the mama. That's the only thing I remember. <laughs> dinosaurs. That was the best gag, wasn't it? Everywhere yeah. was the best gag in that show. Not the mama. Anyone got any more feedback? No. Uh, we what, done. What number was that? Sorry. What number was that? Six. Okay, so yeah, I've got some feedback here from Mark Levy who's emailed us every week for the last million years. Uh, it's another picture. He wants to update it because Chris, you weren't happy with it. And he's also given Stu a Zimmer frame. Oh, that's good. So that's it? the new version. Yeah, I saw I saw that. I, I wasn't unhappy. I thought I, I thought it was awesome. I think it was because you, you looked black. Okay. And bald. I'm not racist, though. No, but... No problem. Let's get this. I've got. I think I've got a badge that says five seven five on it. I hate five seven five. What, what does, does that, that mean? mean? Anyone know? I don't, no. I don't, uh, five, I don't know. Five. You might have to draw another one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. But this also got me to thinking about the podcast itself because in the last few weeks I've been dropping in images so that when people download the podcast, uh, you get a different image every week. Mm-hmm. But I thought maybe we could open it up to a competition. If you want to design what the podcast logo will be that appears on your iPod or other MP3 player. Just send it to us. It needs to be 600 by 600 pixels. Yep. And and if sent send them through, we'll uh, add them to the podcast. We, and, it's uh, the Weezer 11 party one this week. No, oh, no. never talk of that again. <laughs> um, but yeah, send them in 600 by 600. Send them to us and uh, we will use them on a rotating basis. So yeah, just the podcast logo. There you go. Good stuff. Uh, I think that's it for this week's podcast. Thank you for all your feedback. Don't forget, you can come and see us at Capel this weekend. It'd be lovely to see you. Uh, if not, I guess we will be uh, yeah here same time this week, next week. This same week to, and next this week. This time, next week. Yeah, which, the next week's podcast will be coming from Capel. Uh, well, I think, no, I think the Capel is going to be a special. Oh, really? It's yeah. going to be an extra one. We'll do a normal podcast next week as well. So, little bonus. Okay, yeah, so come find us. We'll have our IGN crew t-shirts on. Absolutely. So, And give, give us a kiss. Uh, thank you very much for listening. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.